Let's take our Bibles tonight and turn together, please, to Ruth chapter number 2. Ruth chapter number 2, we come again to this this book of the Bible. Is it just me or does it seem like we've not been in the book of Ruth for a while? It's been a couple weeks, it seems like, and we've been on our hiatus, now we're back in the book of Ruth, back to this study here in God's Word. Uh, a lot has taken place already, even as we come uh, to verse 4 tonight, as we begin reading here in just a few moments. Uh, of course, just a little bit of background. This is during the time of the judges, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And I'm thankful for the different correlations we see here in the Scriptures, the different pictures we see, the, the typology. Of course, there's the picture of of Christ in the church with Boaz and Ruth. There's the kinsman redeemer who is, uh, who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We see all kinds of, of different ties woven throughout this particular book, but I'm, I'm very thankful for the provisions of God. And tonight as we look in chapter number 2, we find uh, an overwhelming emphasis upon the Word of God and our need for God's Word in, in our daily lives. You see... Elimelech had, had moved his family to Moab, uh, where uh, they hoped to escape the, the troubles brought about by the famine. Interestingly enough, as I, I think I've made the statement before, but there was no bread in the house of bread. In Bethlehem, there, there was no food. And, and just like any, any father would do, he, he's trying to do his very best and take care of his family. Uh, however, he, he went outside the will of God and, and took his family there, and sadly, Elimelech died outside the will of God. And he left his wife to raise their two boys, where eventually they got married, but sadly, those two boys also passed away. And now, Naomi is, is on her way back to, to Bethlehem, back to Judah, and she goes back empty. And in, in the end of chapter number 1, remember she, she said, uh, don't call me, Naomi, call me Mara. Uh, I went out full, but God's brought me back empty. And she, she made the statement that she's just bitter. And I don't want to be a bitter person. I want to be blessed. I want to get better. You know, there's either two ways that you can look at life. You can, you can allow uh, yourself to become bitter, or we can just recognize how blessed we are. And I'm thankful for the blessings of God. But on her way back, of course, uh, who to, her two daughters-in-law decided they were going to go with her. However, Naomi uh, talked them out of, out, of, out of going. Well, talked uh, uh, was Orpah out of going, but Ruth decided that she was going to continue making that trek back home. In chapter 1, in verse number 16, we find the key verse to the book of Ruth. And the Bible tells us there, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee, for whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, um, and um, thy God, my God. And we, we, we see the decision of, of Ruth's heart. And the Lord changes things, doesn't he? Uh, we, we look at, at, at Ruth being a Moabitess. She was a stranger uh, to the commonwealth of Israel. As we even look in Ephesians chapter 2, we could see uh, God make that statement. But God... But God showed mercy and showed grace to Ruth. And she came back and she was faithful to her mother-in-law. She cared for her mother-in-law. And we see God's hand of blessing on her life. 
And if you're able tonight, I invite you to stand with me as we read here in God's Word. Beginning in verse number 4 of chapter number 2, we'll read down uh, through verse verse number 12. Notice what the Bible says, beginning in chapter 2 and verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued, even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged uh, the young men that they shall not touch thee when thou art athirst? Go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? that thou shouldst take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Lord, we're thankful that it is just as true today as it's ever been. And Lord, and we're thankful that we can trust it. Lord, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So God, tonight we ask that your word would not return void, that it would accomplish the purpose uh, that that you've sent it to tonight. Lord, we pray that you'd open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things from your law. Father, that you'd teach us, that you would challenge us, that you'd remind us of key things tonight concerning your word, concerning our lives, concerning our need for you. Lord, we pray tonight that you'd give us all the help we need. God, help me as I preach this evening. Give me clarity. Uh, Help me be precise in what you'd have me say. Lord, help us speak where you speak. Be silent where you're silent. Lord, I pray that you'd help us all tonight be helped. Uh, Lord, that uh, we'd walk away from here being encouraged and uh, resolved. To, uh, to spend time with you, Lord. But God, we love you. We pray for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If you're in the habit of marking things in your Bibles, I'd like to draw your attention to what the Word of God says in verse number 8 of Ruth chapter number 2. As, we, as Ruth has gone out into the field to glean, we find the command given by Boaz, the Lord of the harvest. He's a picture or type of Christ in the Old Testament. 
And he, he commands this, this stranger, uh, as she would call herself, he says, go not to glean in another field. He gives the command to Ruth, saying, hey, stay where you are. Go not to glean in another field. We think of the significance of the field tonight. Of course, we look here this evening that we look at the world. The world is full of fields. Is it not, not fields in the sense of the bean field across the way, but in the sense of influence? Uh, we look around, there's, there's, not a, uh, there's not a shortage of information in the world today. We are bombarded every, all the time. I recently had to turn off some notifications on my phone. They call them push notifications because they're pushy, right? They want you to to look and see and be aware of everything that's taking place. We consider the influences that are in the world. We look at media outlets. There's news outlets, all kinds of different places where we can find information. There's, There's blogs. There's social media. Uh, you can go to the bookstore, and, and again, there's a book on just about everything that you could ever possibly imagine. But concerning the Christian life, God has given us a field like none other, the field of His Word. I believe tonight we look at, this, at the Word of God and we see the great promises connected to God's Word and, and all that He has in store for us. But the Word of God is, is a field like none other. It, it is work. It takes time. It takes a, a concentrated effort to, to read the Word of God and, and to glean from the Word of God. You see, as we, as we look here in Scripture, in verse 8, we find the command. He says, glean not, or I'm sorry, go not to glean in another field. The word glean means to gather. We, as we look around, we, we can gather all kinds of information from all of these other places and all of these other sources. As a matter of fact, you know, I read the news. How many of you read the news tonight? You know, you, you read the news. How many of you read conservative news or, don't raise your hand, you know, uh, read the, the liberal news outlets, you know, the, the communist news network and all that stuff. Um, you know, all these things are biased. They're all slanted. All, all news is biased. All news is slanted, whether you realize it or not. You know, it might be slanted to the left, it might be slanted to the right, but everybody's writing from, a, from their perspective of things. You know, we can go and we can find information, uh, we can, and we can allow that information uh, to affect our lives. Have you ever read something that upsets your heart? You, you see something on the news that just that hurts, uh, that saddens you? And the Bible says, even as Solomon wrote, he says, with with much knowledge comes much sorrow. The more you know, the harder it is. That's why the the statement is made that ignorance is bliss. Sometimes you're better off just not knowing. But we shouldn't just go throughout life with our heads buried in the sand. It's important for us to to be aware of, 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 of news and current events. However, there's there's something that should take precedent over all of these other areas that we give ourselves to look into. Uh, you know, we, we study, we, we read, but what are we studying? What are we reading? 
what field, in what field do you spend the most time? You know, for the Christian, we ought to spend more time in God's Word than any other place. Much to our shame, we don't, but we ought to. The Word of God should take precedent over every other avenue of information. Because the news headlines aren't going to help my Christian life. The, the, the social media posts, the, all the memes and, and all those uh, little uh, snippets that they put out there, those aren't really going to help my Christian life. There's only one thing that God has given us that's going to help us in our Christian lives. You know what it is? It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished into all good works. The Word of God. We look at, at Ruth and the decision that she had made. In chapter 1 and verse 16, she makes the statement, she, she says, and, uh, and thy God, my God. And in chapter 2 and verse number 12, uh, Boaz says, The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. In whom are you trusting tonight? You know, we ought to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and, and He shall direct thy path. But when, as, as Christians, we, we make the statement that we, that we trust the Lord, and that we desire to live for Him, and you know, we, we desire to see things in the world as God sees them, to have a, a biblical worldview, uh, uh, the perspective of God on all of these issues of life. But we fail to read the Word of God like we ought to. When Naomi and Ruth arrive back in Bethlehem, they arrive with nothing. And the only thing that, that Ruth knew to do was to get up early and go out and work hard in the field so she could have what she needed. God wants to provide you and me with what we need to live victoriously as Christians, to find the help that we need to grow in our walk with the Lord. Thus, He's provided us with His Word. And as we look here tonight in, in chapter number 2, we see from the actions of Ruth and her interaction with Boaz, three key principles or three important lessons, however you want to call them, that will help us place God's Word where it ought to be in our lives. Notice the first truth that we find this evening concerning Ruth's actions was that she was convinced. She was convinced. Are you, what are you convinced about in life? And what, what, are, what is your conviction about the Word of God? Have you, have you settled it in your life that it is, in fact, the Word of God? Have you, have you come to understand 
that it's a book like none other book. Do, do you understand just how valuable and how precious the Word of God is? Look what the Bible says in chapter 2 and verse number 7. As Ruth speaks, you notice uh, in verse number 7, the Bible says, And she said, I pray you, this is, this is her plea for, oh, to, the, to the man who was in charge of the reapers in Boaz's field. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And the Bible says, so she came and hath continued, even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. In the midst of that verse, we find the word continued. Go ahead and mark that word, continued. You know what that word continued means? It means that she was settled. She was settled in her heart. She was convinced that that was the place where she ought to be. In our Christian lives, we ought to be convinced concerning the Word of God. We ought to be settled in our hearts and in our minds that this is the book in which we should spend much of our time, most of our time, the majority of our time. If we, are, if we have all kinds of time, we have time to watch television, don't we? We have time to, 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 to scroll through our Facebook, and we have time to, to go ahead and, and read different news headlines and articles and respond to emails. And there's a time and a place for everything. I understand that. But we want to make sure that we give the most time to the things of God. And, they, and, and Ruth... She continued. Christian, will you continue in the Word of God? Have you settled it in your heart? Are you convinced concerning the inspiration and authority on all the promises contained herein? God's Word changes lives. She continued. You know, we, we think of all that, that, um, that Ruth had gone through in life. You know, she had a, a sad family history. We don't know what her personal upbringing was, was like. But we do know that uh, her married life was full of sorrow and tragedy. We find that that she left the place where she had grown and, and she went back to Bethlehem, back to the promised land with Naomi. And though they had nothing, I believe she was convinced that she could have something. In, in our lives, you know, you think about, consider what your life was like before Christ. You ever thought about that? You know, all the things that God has spared you from or, or brought you out of, all the promises that He's extended to you, and, and we find that, that Naomi, she was... Turning your Bibles to Ephesians, if you would please. Ephesians chapter 2. We find the promises of God. The Bible says, and, and remember, Ruth 
is a great picture of the church. Boaz, our kins, the kinsman redeemer, is a great picture of Christ. And in, in Ephesians chapter 2, notice what the Bible says in verse number 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, uh, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But we come to verse 4, and we find a magnificent change. The Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at, uh, that, at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the, in the world. That was Ruth. And that was us. But the Lord allowed Ruth to be brought in. We'll see that later on in the book. She was wed into the family. She became heir to all the covenants of promise. All of the great blessings of God. And all because she made the statement to her mother-in-law that she was that she had come to know the Lord as their as her Savior. My God, or thy God, my God, under whose wings thou art come to trust. She came back and, and, and Christian, she was convinced that there was a place where she ought to be, and it was in that field. Everything that she needed was in that field. The food was in the field. Everything that she needed to grow and to become strong and to have her needs met was in that field. Christian, do you realize that everything you need is in this field? Because of our relationship with the Lord, we have access to it. We can understand it. We can find what we need. She was convinced. Notice the second truth we find concerning her gleaning in that field was the promise she was given. The promise she was given. Look what the Bible says in verses 8 and 9. The Bible says, Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. There again, the command of the Lord of the harvest, Boaz, says, 
Abide fast here by my maiden. Stay put. Don't go anywhere. Why? Because he's about to extend to, to Ruth two very important promises. Look what the Bible says in verse 9. He says, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Stay with them where they go you follow. And he says, Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. What are the two promises that, that Boaz extended to Ruth? Protection and provision. Protection and provision. We need to be protected, do we not? We need to protect our minds. We need to protect our hearts. Keep thine heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. How can I best protect my heart? Well, by spending time in God's Word. One of my favorite hymns is Dwelling in Beulah Land. I believe it's the second, the second line, the second stanza. The song writer states, Safe am I within the castle of God's word retreating. Nothing then can reach me to Beulah land. Do you realize how safe you and I become when we saturate ourselves with the word of God? When you think of all the other influences of life, everything else that's vying for your attention, vying for your love, vying for your time, the, the philosophies of man, the ideologies of man, false and as far from God as they are. How can we protect ourselves from, from the rudiments of the world? By knowing what God says. Thus saith the Lord. Turn in your Bible to the book of Psalms, please. And notice what the Bible says in verse number 5 of chapter 30. As you turn there, listen first to what the Bible says in John chapter 15 and verse 7. Remember, Boaz told Ruth to abide fast by, the maiden, by his maidens. But in John 15 and verse 7, the Bible says, If ye abide in me, and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Abide. Stay, stay put. Stay where you are. Spend time with the Lord. But in Psalm 30, in verse number 5, the Bible says every word of God is pure. And He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. A shield. What good is a shield? Well, a shield fends off the advances and blows of the enemy. I'm, I'm, kind, of a, I'm kind of a nerd. Not kind of a nerd, I am a nerd. We don't have cable at our house, but when we go to places that have cable, I like to watch the History Channel. Now again, everything that you see on the History Channel, you've got to take with a grain of salt. One of my favorite shows is called Forged in Fire. You know, it's like a knife-making thing. I told my wife, I want to be a blacksmith. I want to go out back and get an oven 
you know, and bake some steel and, and get an anvil and a hammer and, and forge out a nice knife, you know, Damascus steel. I have no idea how to do it, you know. But I saw it on Forge the Fire. It can't be that hard, you know. Yeah, right. But they always go through the test of the blades. And they'll, they'll take these big swords that they make, and they'll, this one guy, they'll swing them as hard as they can at stuff, and they'll see if the blade keeps its integrity, doesn't break or crack, um, if it will keep its edge. And they will take these, these swords that they spend hours making, and they will just beat the tar out of stuff with them. And they'll take these shields and they'll hit the swords on these shields. Christian, we're in a battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's, there's nobody out here in the world chasing you. At least I don't think there is. There's nobody chasing us around with a sword or with a spear. There's nobody out there that is threatening our well-being that we're aware of tonight. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Christian, we wrestle against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We are in a spiritual battle, and how can we protect ourselves? We take the shield of faith. Remember, Ruth was convinced. She had faith that she was good where she was. Why? Because of the promises that God had extended to her. That the promises that God that Boaz stated here in verse number nine. Say, look, nobody's gonna touch you here, you're safe. Oh, and by the way, if you're thirsty, come drink of my water. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 42. Are you thirsty? Do you need protection tonight? Look to the Word of God. Saturate your mind with the Word of God. It will protect you from the false teachings and philosophies of the world. But it also provides sustenance. Because sometimes we become weary in well-doing. The Lord says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. How can you keep from fainting? You drink water. On a hot day, you go outside, you work in, in your yard, you, you, you rake leaves, you, you work in your garden, you pull weeds, you do whatever you do outside, and it's hot. Sweat of your brow, and if you're not careful, you'll faint. You'll faint if you... Ignore your need for sustenance. Several years ago, I went on a mission trip in Indiana with our, with our church in Michigan, and we put a steel roof on a storage, storage shed at a mission uh, down in southern Indiana. I remember it was so hot. We got done, put the roof on, steel roof. I mean, it was really lickety split we had it done. It was probably the building was probably half the size of our sanctuary. It didn't take a long time. The pitch wasn't very sharp or steep, so it went on really easily. 
we got done, we went over to another place there on the, on the grounds of this mission, and we were, we were trying to, to prepare for the foundation of a new building that they were going to construct. So there was all kinds of, of limestone and gravel that they had poured out, and we were out there raking, and, and man, I started to get dizzy. It was hot. And I remember how nice it was when we took that water break. It was refreshing. It was exactly what my physical being needed. So oftentimes we give great attention to our physical being, but we ignore our spiritual being. We ignore that we need to feed ourselves spiritually. We forget, or we don't make time to refresh ourselves, to refresh our hearts, the pleasant, pure, cool springs of God's Word. The Bible says in Psalm 42, the Bible says, As a heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been, at, been my meat day and night while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. I, for I had gone with the multitude. I, I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that, that kept holiday. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of, of Jordan and of the Hermonites and from the hill of, of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the, at the noise of thy water spouts. All Thy waves and thy billows are gone over me, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. In the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me. While they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Did you see how many times the psalmist stated that his soul was cast down? He was depleted. He was faint. He was weary in well-doing. Yet he makes the statement, he says, As the heart panteth after water brooks, so panteth my soul after the God. How can you be refreshed? Well, Christian, when, when your countenance is, 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 is broken, when your soul is, is, is weary and tired and, and, fully, and overexerted, how can you find refreshment? Where do you find what you need? Get to the field. Because in that field, there's water. There's a brook that runs through that field. Not only is it a shield for our protection, 
but it's a brook for our soul. Refreshes us, gives us life, rejuvenates us. Helps us stay in it. Notice the last truth we find tonight. It's in verse number 12 of Ruth chapter 2. It's the reward. The reward. Sometimes we slack in our Bible reading because we, we've, we've fallen prey the misconception that you can't understand the Word of God. It's old English. It's no good. You've got to replace it with something different, right? My wife has made the statement, we have a Bible club at Herman Middle School that she leads. There are sixth grade immigrants. English is not their first language. And they read the Bible this Bible, the King James Bible, and they understand it. Interesting, huh? But we can't, right? We. But there's a reward. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a reward in that field. the Bible says in verse 12. It says, The Lord recompense thy work. What work is he talking about? He's he's talking about the kindness that she had shown her mother-in-law, Naomi. And how she had not abandoned her, but remained with her and is now taking care of her. The reward. There's There's a work that she was involved in. The only reason that she was in the field was for her mother in laws sake so she could glean enough barley to go back and make some bread and live. The Word of God says, The Lord recompense thy work, and notice a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. What's the reward? The reward is always connected to our faithfulness. Ruth took Boaz at his word. She stayed put. She stayed fast by the maidens. Look what the Bible says ahead in verse number 16. Well, actually look back in verse number 15. The Bible says, When she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them and rebuke her not. You know what God gives when you read his word? He gives you handfuls of purpose. Have you ever read the word of God and and you're studying it and you've been faithful in your Bible study and your time with the Lord and and all of a sudden God just shows you something that you had never seen before taught you something that you had never noticed, and though you had spent many times reading through that passage, God says, here you go. Good job. You stayed with it. 
you've stayed faithful, have some handfuls of purpose. What do those handfuls of purpose do? Well, they, won't, they, they make me want to stay in the field. They make me understand, oh, it's worth it. Oh, man, is it worth it. I've, I've heard people refer to the Word of God like a gold mine. You can go and you can skim the surface and you may be able to find some, uh, some, some small pieces of gold, some little, uh, little flakes of gold. But the more you dig, the longer you're there, the deeper you go, the larger those nuggets become. There's a reward. There's a reward with God's word. Christian, you and I, we need it. The Lord of the harvest says, go not to glean in another field. We can gather all kinds of information from all kinds of places that in our Christian lives will amount to a hill of beans. Or we can stay fast in the Word of God. Settled in our minds concerning the truth that it is, the profit that it brings, the promises that are extended therein. And if we're faithful, if we stay there, because here you go. Here's the help that you need. Here's the joy that you're looking for. I know your soul was cast down. Hey, I'm faithful. Just trust me. It's going to be okay. In that field, we get to know who God is. (laughs) Why would we go anywhere else? Why would we stray away? Let us stay put. Christian, go not to glean in another field. Let us abide in the book, shall we? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's all stand together tonight as we enter into our invitation time. Perhaps you're here this evening and say, Pastor, would you please pray for me? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm not a very good steward of my time. and I I waste my time doing other things wherein I could be spending time in the Word of God. Pastor, would you please pray for me that God would help me spend time in the Word of God? Is that you? May I pray with you tonight? Amen. Amen. Christian, are you convinced concerning the Word of God? It is truth. Jesus prays, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. May God help us get to know his Word. Christian, are you thirsty? Are you weary? Have you fallen prey to some of the influences of the world, secular influences, philosophies, ideologies? You can find safety in the Word of God. Your thirst for the Lord can be quenched in the Word of God. 
I'm thankful for the handfuls of purpose that God gives. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. God, we ask that you bless in the invitation, that you'd speak to our hearts and help us, Father, understand our need for you and your word. And God, help us not go to glean in another field. Help us abide fast by your side. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Song number uh, 489 tonight, I Surrender All. If the Lord's spoken to your heart tonight, we invite you to come and pray. We come and, and make a commitment to the Lord. Say, God, I'm going to spend a certain amount of time every day in your word. You know, as we focus on our 30 days of prayer, we shouldn't just pray to the neglect of, of reading the word of God. We should do both. Spending time with God and his word, praying, seeking the Lord. Let's lift our voices. Song 489, I Surrender All. If God has spoken to your heart, you come. Are you looking for protection? We must be on guard. Be on guard against all the different things that the world is trying to influence us with. Safe. We're safe in the Word. God says, hey, they can't touch you. Just just stay with me. Saturate yourself with this. And you'll be all right. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty tonight for the Lord? Spend some time in the Word of God. Your quench or your thirst will be quenched. He'll meet your needs. He'll he'll encourage your heart. And if you stay there long enough, He'll give you more and more handfuls of purpose. Showing you more and more about His goodness, His grace, His kindness, His love. Boy, we need the Lord. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Forgot, forgot my songbook. <laughs> yeah. On that fourth verse of song 489, the song says, All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to Thee. Fill me with Thy love and power. It says, Let Thy blessings fall on me. God's blessings come from faithfulness, come from spending time with the Lord. Let's, look, let's sing that last verse as we close tonight. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Jesus I surrender, Lord, I give myself to Thee.
Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessings fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the promises that you give us. Lord, we are so, so undeserving. But God, we're convinced. Uh, Lord, this is something we've settled in our hearts that we have your word, that we trust, that we can trust it, and that you're ever faithful. And Lord, tonight we ask that you would help us. Uh, let us take you at your word. Let us trust your promises for protection and for, for provision. Father, that you, over the course of this week, that you would meet the deepest needs of our hearts and lives. Father, that you'd refresh us. And Lord, that you'd give us the encouragement we need. Oh Lord, I pray that, that you'd grant, that you'd be so generous as to give us those handfuls of purpose. Oh Lord, those great truths taught by you. Lord, we pray that you'd help us not glean in another field. Lord, help us. Give us safety tonight as we leave this place. Bring us all back together, Lord, uh, at the next appointed time. Father, our prayer is that we would have a, a very fruitful week. Help us be faithful in our witness. Lord, help us see souls come to know Christ. We, Father, give us safety tonight again, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You are dismissed. Do 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 do.